I'm Dave Champion. You're familiar with me coming before you and doing science-based presentations or talking about matters of law. Today I'm going to do something unusual in that this video is going to be basically 100% opinion. It seems to me if we go all the way back to the beginning of the SARS-CoV-2 outbreak, state governors had two options. Number one, they could use the money that they've since been spending on contact tracing and PCR testing and whatever all else they're doing. They could use that money. They could have put on a massive public education campaign concerning how people who are high risk could protect themselves from not just SARS-CoV-2, but essentially any virus. The protocols are pretty much the same. So that would have been the government serving in an educational or advisory status. The second option, and this is the option that the governors chose, was to bring the hammer down, okay? to become medical dictators. I want to share my experience, and it's just that, it's my experience, yours may be different, on where we find ourselves now as I'm recording this on Christmas Eve day. And I want to share with you some of the experiences that I've had when I've talked to various people in business, because it, I think it raises the question of whether the draconian, uh, tyrannical, oppressive approach is really the best. Okay, so I've been in business a long time, and consequently, I find it very easy to have conversations with people in business at all levels. Um, you know, I can call up and speak to an executive at a company. We end up shooting the breeze, having a great conversation for 45 minutes, covering not only what the initial topic was, but a lot of other fun, interesting things. We can go down, we can say below the executive level, we've got managers, we've got administrators, we've got employees, we've got customer service people, we've got people on the sales floor, if it's a retail establishment. And I spend a lot of time cultivating those relationships. Number one, I enjoy people. And number two, in the current context, it has provided some insight. And I want to share with you the insights that I have received based on my experience, which again, may be different than your experience. It seemed to me at the beginning of these lockdowns that a lot of things were taken very seriously because the government was threatening. Sometimes they were threatening the people directly, uh, almost universally. They were threatening businesses um, that they were going to be fined or have their licenses taken away, suspended or revoked if they didn't, if they weren't obedient to one man called the governor. So there seemed to be a lot of intensity at first. Uh, and I've noticed over time that that intensity has waned considerably. So we've still got this framework of totalitarianism, medical totalitarianism, or medically driven totalitarianism. It's not really medical, it's just there's a medical crisis, so a bunch of things that are utterly worthless are being done by tyrants under the, from the arrogance, the sanctimoniousness, the pretentiousness of believing that government can stop the spread of a virus. Over time, the initial intensity has waned. In the last several months, here's where, in my conversations with people at all levels of business, here's where I see things have come down to, which is nobody cares. Most people I know, 
they just want to get back to life as normal. And I don't mean that they're like, oh, give me a vaccine so life can get back to normal or something. They're just like, they're, their point of view is we're over it, okay? Um, all these things that's going on, just stop. Just stop. Now, again, your experience may be different, but that's virtually everybody I know in my world. Okay? Also, in businesses that I frequent, the atmosphere has gone from that original many, many months ago, that intensity, to like, yeah, we don't care either. I'm a little bit constrained in what I can share because I live in a small town. And so if I were to give you all of the detail, almost certainly somebody in the county government would see this video. And because this is such a small town, they go, I know who he's talking about, or I know what that is. And then they would go mess with people in the business community. So I apologize if I have to keep this a little bit vague, but I, I don't want to burn anybody. Whether I'm talking to people at the door, because there's, all, there's door people these days, right? And so everybody just passes by and they might say something about a mask or not anymore. I don't do that. I actually engage them in conversation. And some of them turn out to be really great people and we've developed a certain degree of friendship. And they're not buying into it. Okay? They've, they've got a role at the door. And basically... They're getting their hourly wage, they're standing at the door, and I don't mean this in a lazy or irresponsible way, but they're just doing as little as possible because nobody cares anymore. Uh, you get to management. I've talked to quite a number of business managers, and they're like, all we're trying to do is the bare minimum not to get fined or perhaps shut down. We don't care. We're just trying to be just obedient enough that we don't get in trouble. I had initially during that intense period, I had some run-ins with some corporations in Las Vegas and uh, ended up having conversations with them. Now, when I go to those locations, they're like, hey, Dave, how are you? Okay. And uh, yeah, they don't care either. So. I make the point that we've got this framework of totalitarianism. And uh, I've, I've heard the phrase COVID fatigue, which is absolute nonsense. <laughs> Here's the deal. If this was something like smallpox, where 30, in some cases at the very high end, 35% of the people who were infected died, um, yeah, everybody'd be on it, right? Everybody'd be on it. It's uh, hyper-vigilant and hyper-responsible. Clearly, this is not that situation, right? When we talk about the fact that government cannot stop the spread of a virus, it, it can't do it at the best of times, okay? And again, if this was smallpox with 30, 35% of the people who are infected dying, the people would be doing everything they could. The government wouldn't have to say a word. The government might do a little education through the media, and that would be it. The people would be doing it because at that, at, at that kind of death toll, yeah, people are gonna get really engaged, right? Today, it's pretty much exactly the opposite, okay? People are not engaged. But by having this totalitarian, dictatorial framework, now everybody's backpedaling away from all these requirements. They're like, if I can get away with not doing this and not doing that and not doing the other, I'm going to stop doing those things because they're a pain in my ass, okay? And it doesn't matter whether it's the private citizen or whether it's a, <clears throat> somebody at the door, whether it's a manager, whether it's an executive. I mean, I've had several executives tell me, 
We want nothing to do with mask orders. We're doing just enough not to get in trouble. I've had several corporate executives tell me that. What we have is this thing where these governors and these perhaps county health officials, they think they're out there kicking butt on the virus through this dictatorial framework, which is basically accomplishing nothing. Because as far as I can tell, with my experience, there's just this dramatic foot dragging. Everybody's doing just enough not to get in trouble. And there is no way to handle an infectious outbreak where everybody feels like they're under the gun, they're threatened, they're going to lose money, they're going to lose their job, this, that, or the other, they're going to get their business shut down. That is not the way to gain the cooperation of the public. Now, there are some people who are just go along to get along. There are some people who just adore government. There are people who are government sycophants. But there's this other huge percentage that if you explain it to them and you ask them, more than likely they're going to cooperate. If you try and shove it down their throats, that's exactly what they're going to give you in a million little different ways, right? They're going to make sure that they do everything they can to ensure that whatever tyrannical conduct is being engaged in by the government, they're going to find a million little ways to oppose it because you tried to ram it down their throats rather than talking to them, rather than having a dialogue, rather than saying, I'm not going to do this, but I am going to ask for your cooperation. So to go all the way back to the beginning of this conversation, the, the two models, one is education and ask people to work with you. And the other is the choice that these governors have made. In my opinion, just that is that we haven't, you look at the numbers, right? Everybody knows the position we're in right now. Yes. And by the way, I think it's just natural. I mean, everybody's like pulling their hair out. No, it's just what happens in winter when it's cold and everybody's indoors and there's a contagious virus going around, especially an upper respiratory causing, a respiratory disease causing virus. This is just, yeah, a lot of people are getting it and that's mother nature. Okay. So because I understand the physiology of it, I'm not quite as, I guess, maybe freaked out as the people who are all emotionally invested. So my point is, we started this nonsense in March and April. That's when the government started getting tough with everybody. And here we are the day before Christmas. It hasn't accomplished anything. I think part of the reason, well, the main reason is government can't stop the spread of the virus. So that's the number one reason for the failure. But the number two is the dynamic that I believe I've tried to address here, which is the pushback from citizens, from businesses, from people who comprise those businesses, entry level, supervisory, management, executive, they just don't want to be pushed around anymore. So their way of addressing being pushed around is to drag their feet in every way they possibly can to defeat what the dictator's trying to do. If I was an elected official over a particular jurisdiction, I was in the executive branch and I wanted cooperation, I would ask for it. <laughs> um, it is something like a contagious disease outbreak. I would ask, I would explain, I would 
do an education campaign, and then I would ask for this cooperation. And I would keep asking, and I would keep reinforcing, and I would keep the education process up, and I would remind them, and then I would ask them again, and then I would come back. What I would not do when the success of the venture depends on the cooperation of the community, what I would not do is threaten them, which is what the governors have chosen to do. The reason I bring this up is, you might say, Dave, who cares? I mean, we're at, we're at this is acute academic argument, but really, who cares? And I agree. However, it's not too late for some of these governors to change. Not that they're going to change because I say anything. Perhaps more importantly, looking down the road, this is not going to be the last virus uh, that causes illness and death that we're going to have either an epidemic or a pandemic. Okay? This is not the last time this is going to happen. So I think it's important, especially when we look at these emergency power laws moving forward, right, that desperately are in need of amending. When we look at these laws, I think it's really important to consider, your opinion may be different than mine, to consider whether a wiser, better choice by government of a free people is to educate, encourage, reach out to, seek cooperation, rather than <laughs> mandating, which brings us exactly to where we find ourselves today. And if you're watching this on Christmas morning, Merry Christmas to you and yours.